I'm rich. That's what I want you to be able to say. Not just rich in possessions, because you don't really need a ton of possessions to be extremely happy. You just need to enjoy your possessions and make sure that your possessions are tools to help you enjoy your relationships. But I want to give you a bunch of ways to save money. I've done a little bit of this before, and what I've noticed is typically out of all the episodes I've done so far, people gravitate to those that, you know, those episodes that tell you how to be able to save some money, how to be able to cut your expenses, because we all make sufficient money, but it goes to all kinds of places and we spend more than we want and we end up not having enough money no matter how much we make. Again, you and I both know people uh, that make a ton of money. I remember several years ago being with a relative, um, this is probably maybe 10 years ago and the relative was making quarter million dollars a year, but he said, you know, it's not all about the money. Well, that's easy to say when you're making that type of money. And I remember thinking, yeah, give me a quarter million dollars and I'll have more than enough. But you know, it's true. Uh, I look at uh, just the other day, I was reading an article, and maybe you read a similar article, a billionaire who has tons of shoes, tons of boots, and she's extremely wealthy, but yet doesn't seem to have a lot of the joy that comes from what you think would come from having so much money. It's not about the money. Nevertheless, let me share some ideas, some ways uh, just to, to save a ton of money. What I'm doing just to kind of spark my mind is I'm sitting in a room. It's actually one of my son's rooms. Um, he's out on a scout trip and I thought I would just kind of look around things in his room and to spark my mind to say, tell you about how to save money. You and I both know that it's not always easy to get great bargains and you don't want to go cheap. You want to go frugal. I've talked about this before. I grew up Kmart shopping. I remember spending $100 for a Huffy bike back 30 years ago or so. And that bike was a piece of junk. The seat fell off. The handlebars were wiggly. It was horrible. I bought it as an investment because I had a paper route and I needed transportation to get my papers out. Well, it was the worst $100 I've ever spent. I've always regretted it. And I thought, I'll never buy cheap. I'll buy high quality. I'll buy used products but I want to get value out of them. I don't want to ever regret having overpaid. Well, that's probably one of the things to tell you right off. Hey, if you were to look at your kids' bikes, um, skateboards, or anything like that, what do you pay? 30 years ago, the prices were quite a bit different, well before Walmart came along. Once Walmart hit mainstream, a lot of prices came down quite a bit. But are you going to get quality? Make sure you're not just going for cheap on it. Make sure you're going to spend the right amount of money to get high quality whether it be bikes or skateboards or anything. I'll use the example of a skateboard. It can go for anything out there. My son had a friend that uh, was big into skateboarding, so my son said, I want a skateboard. Well, most people would probably just be like, okay, yeah, let's get you one for Christmas, your birthday, or let's go buy one now. That's not what we did. We said, well, what are your priorities? What else do you need to buy? And at the time, our son wanted to go on a school trip that was going to cost 30 or $40, and he wanted to pay some of that. He also wanted to get the skateboard, and I believe there's one other thing that was that he needed to get. And so we talked to him about priorities. Which one is most important? Okay. Which one's the second most important, third most important? How much money do you have? How can you prioritize? We made him kind of go through that, which caused him to wait and get certain things. He ended up going on the school trip. He got the other thing, whatever it was. I don't remember right now. And then on the skateboard, he ended up buying used. And he got one that he likes, but he's now going to put some more time and money into it and kind of get it to where he where it's better and better for him. Or he might just get it to where it's decent and then sell it and get one that he likes even better. By the way, he's earning a lot of this money. Uh, he earns for a lot of his wants. We take care of his needs, but a lot of his wants he earns. Which, by the way, if he earns money for it, 
his wants decrease. It's interesting. That's one of the best ways to help your children so that they don't suck your money away and they appreciate the items they get. They're buying a lot of them. They have jobs. They have businesses. And both of our, our boys do have responsibilities where they're mowing lawns or babysitting or whatever they need to do to be able to earn extra money to be able to enjoy life and to be able to uh, save for their future. How do you get uh, deals on, for instance, books? Our kids have all been avid readers, not all at first, but over time, most of them have become really good readers. What happened? How did that? Well, we encouraged them to read. We made sure that we were getting as many books as they wanted from the library every month. And as soon as possible, made sure it was on their card and that they kind of kept track of when the books were due and such. If there was late fees, the goal was to have them pay the late fees. So they learned about responsibility. Our children have usually consumed anywhere from 300 to $600 a month. Well, between $150 and $300 per month in books from the library. They haven't had to pay for those. The library has. Looking around the room, I see some other things, for instance, like Legos. We're not big believers in just buying toys for our kids. Yes, they should have toys at Christmas and, and you know, occasionally. Uh, when I've gone on my one-on-one -on -one time with my kids, occasionally we'll buy some toys, some Legos and such. Also, they've bought some of their own with money they've earned. Of course, if they earn the money, you can imagine how well they treat the Legos. My son actually helped build a Lego table that took many hours to build the table. How do you think he treats the table and the Legos that go on it? Probably treats them pretty well. Now, of course, we helped with buying the wood and buying some of the other things that go along with a Lego table. But because it was his effort going into it, he treats it much better. There's a, a ton of things we can talk about. We had a, an old piano that we inherited. Some friends gave it to us several years ago. We looked at tuning in. It was going to be pretty pricey to tune it. And we just really weren't using the piano as much for our son's piano lessons. And so we talked to him and discovered that it might be good just to get a digital keyboard for about the same price as it would cost to tune our piano, maybe a little bit more, but we could actually sell our piano, not have it tuned, have someone else enjoy it and they can tune it. And then we could just get a keyboard and go about straight across on the price. And that we did. Freed up some room in our basement, got rid of a piano, got a really nice keyboard that works that doesn't need to be tuned. Worked out really well. What about clothes? Uh, you're probably similar to us. We love going to Ross or to a thrift store. You know, we're not going to go just get junky brands. We're going to get good brands. We don't really care as much about the brands as the quality behind them. But we're going to get good products, good clothes. We're going to get them at Ross. We'll get them at thrift stores. Uh, we might try Marshalls, whatever it is. Um, shoes, we'll usually buy those brand new for kids, even though we know they're only going to last about a year. But we try to get high quality ones so they do really last at least a year in between them growing and such. When it comes to backpacks, we typically go ahead and splurge and buy a new backpack each year for the kids, usually at Costco, 20, 30 bucks or whatever. We're able to do that because on other areas, we don't spend nearly as much as we could. We do get some Costco blankets and expensive blankets for the kids occasionally so they have something to cuddle with. And during the winter, we don't keep our thermostat jacked way high. We have some nice blankets, not that we freeze, but we don't have to keep the thermostat super high because we're all cuddled on the couch watching movies or reading books. So we enjoy that. During the summer, we use ceiling fans instead of cranking the AC up. Oftentimes, we'll have the windows open or the doors open just to kind of cool down the house, throw on some ceiling fans, keep it pretty cool. If it gets really hot in the summer, yeah, we'll jack up the AC, but we'll probably close some of the blinds and such so it's not so hot inside the house. And uh, we found it really beneficial to make sure that we clean the air conditioning and heating units uh, often as far as the furnace, I guess, that goes with that, uh, the central unit. We'll clean out the vents, make sure that it's breathing properly and we don't spend too much money. 
we've put solar panels on our house so we can cut our electric expense. We usually pay a third or a half or a fourth of what many of our friends from California to Florida to New York pay in electricity, uh, partly because our kids know that they can get extra money if they keep the bill down. Also, it's because we have solar panels on our house and we're just conscious of trying to keep our costs down. Those are a ton of tricks that we're using to be able to keep our costs down. Bottom line is, if you make 100 bucks, the goal isn't to spend 100 bucks on something that normally costs 100 bucks. The goal is to get that $100 high-quality item for 20 bucks and or 10 or 15 bucks. And that way, it's not so you can buy five of those things. It's so that you get the one that you need, but you get it at such a good cost that you can now use some money to go out and eat, or you can use that money to go out and play, or just use that money to invest. Whatever you want to do with it, save it. But if you're consciously saying and constantly saying, how can I pay 20 or 30% what other people pay and get high quality, you'll do it. One of my classic examples is a car that retails for $27,000. We bought it for about 5,600 bucks. It wasn't brand new. It had a branded title. But you know what? Four years later, that car has been a gem. And when we go to sell it in a couple years, two or three years, it'll end up costing us $50 a month. Compare that to others who pay $300, $400, $500 a month for one car. My car wasn't that bad. It was a nice vehicle, but it wasn't brand new. Was it reliable? You bet. I'll put it against any car on the planet as far as reliability. What about a brand new car? Yeah, yeah. I've had lots of used Japanese cars, Nissans, Toyotas, Hondas. The quality has been excellent. Way better than cars that are one or two or three years old. And the payment's been 80, 90% less. Ask yourself, are you constantly paying retail for brand new, for peace of mind, but overpaying at such a point that you end up losing all your money and you have no security? The goal is security by being wise with your money. Go ahead, find the discounts, find things that are 80, 90% off. I know that sounds incredible, but it's true. I've seen it over and over and over again. I'm currently wearing shoes that retail for 70 bucks. They were free to me. I'm wearing jeans. I didn't pay 100, 120, 150 bucks. I didn't pay 70 or 80. I paid 20 bucks. I believe those ones are at Marshall's or at Ross or something similar. That's the way I do it. No, I found a shirt I absolutely love. And you know what? I ended up paying 50 bucks for it because I had the 50 bucks could have been frugal in other areas. And that's what I encourage you to do as well. Go ahead. Be frugal. Get some good deals. Hey, just wanted to throw this in as a bonus. Hey, when your kids get invited to a birthday party for one of their friends, you could either say, hey, no gift at all, which is probably too cheap. You could also say, hey, we'll take care of it, which can get out of hand, 10, 20, 30, 40 bucks for a gift. What we found to be really advantageous is to say, hey, would you like to get your friend a gift? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, why don't you pay half? We pay half. Of course, now with your son or daughter, vested in this gift, they're going to be asking questions of their friend. Hey, what do you like? What do you have? What do you need? They're not going to get them duplicates. They're not going to get them something junky, some trinket that's going to break. They're going to get them high quality gift. Of course, they're also going to be very frugal on the use of funds because it's their money. So you might see 10 or $15 gifts or even $20 gifts sometimes, but now you're only paying half of that. And your son or your daughter is completely vested. They're going to be getting high quality gifts and they're going to make sure they're pretty choosy at what parties they go to. It's pretty cool. It teaches responsibility. It's just another way that we're raising children to not be money suckers or to think that we're money trees, but to be responsible, caring kids and eventually adults. Enjoy.